0: host Jeremiah, who's waving,
1: what? Do it one more time.
0: God damn it! No, that one was good. No, you were that rushing. No, don't. Well, okay, I just listened to signs of Lambs and I talked so.
1: Because you were drunk, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you were drunk
2: before I, we started.
0: I'm a lightweight now. How you many times did you
2: say, "Put the lotion on the skin"?
3: See, people just want to watch <laughs> the
1: world burn.
3: <laughs> you literally
1: <laughs> Let's do this over again.
3: Okay. <clears throat> From the top? From the top. God damn it. I'm gonna start the timer this time since I forgot to I'm so to start sorry.
0: I, I should I, I as I was reading, I was like, oh fuck, I forgot to add that part.
3: And here we go. go welcome
0: back to another episode of season three of three and a <laughs> half gentlemen, the podcast, where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis of movies from our private collections, and one of us tries desperately to keep up. We'll let you decide which host is which, but for now, my name is Sean, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Jeremiah.
1: How about a magic trick?
0: Woo! <laughs> 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 ah, it's ah, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs>
3: some men just
2: want to watch the world burn
0: and Brandon
3: if I could do a Morgan Freeman voice I would but I'm not gonna
0: Andy Dufresne was my best friend
3: (laughs) (laughs) this season we decided that each
0: host will pick a film from each decade from the 70s to the day that exemplifies that time period some of the films will be underrated some classics while others will be overrated piles of cinematic crap (laughs) to finish off each decade the hosts will have a group pick that wraps up the decade in style as with every review, we give our goals to answer one simple question. How many drinks does it take to get through the film we've just watched? At the end of the podcast, we'll rate the movie based on a scale of 0 to 5. Zero is the perfect film that you can watch, Stone Cold Sober, and 5 being the sort of film that makes you want to burn a pile of money with an accountant and some gasoline. In addition to our review, we always pair our selection with a cocktail that we hope will enhance the viewing experience. This season, we want to focus a little bit more on the cocktail selection, so please feel free to stake please feel free to shake, stir, or mix the cocktail that we've chosen and settle in. Sean's already started the shaking. An engaging review. With that, what movie are we reviewing tonight, gentlemen?
3: Well, tonight we have our first entry in our 2000s films. We have 2008's follow-up to Batman Begins. We've got The Dark Knight. With the help of Allies Lieutenant Jim Gordon, played masterfully by Gary Oldman, and the new DA Harvey Dent, played by the one and only Aaron Eckhart, Batman, also known as Bruce Wayne, also known as Christian Bale, has been able to keep a tight lid on crime in Gotham City. But when a vile young criminal calling himself the Joker, played by literally the one and only Heath Ledger, one moment of silence, silence, suddenly throws the town into chaos. The Caped Crusader begins to tread a fine line between heroism and vigilantism. This Christopher Nolan directed sequel is rated a 9.0 on IMDb, has a critic score of 94 freaking percent, Absolutely. and an audience score of 94 freaking percent Absolutely. on Rotten Tomatoes. The all star cast is rounded out by Michael Caine, Michael Morgan K. Freeman, yes. Maggie Gyllenhaal, and literally you included him in it. And thank God after our last one, but the one and only. It wasn't the last one. It
0: wasn't our last one. That was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Killian Murphy. I feels like <laughs> we just recorded it though. <laughs> I feel like we just recorded that one. What?
3: Jer, first impressions.
0: Oh,
1: before we get into our Cot Talk selections, we need to talk about whose film this is and additionally what our initial impressions of the movie were before sitting down to watch it. Since this is Sean's film, Sean, tell why did you pick this amazing classic?
3: YMCA. So-
0: I'm a huge uh, superhero uh, fan. Uh, My favorite superhero, obviously, is uh, Superman. But uh, I remember watching Batman Begins and getting so excited about the new direction of the franchise. It was darker. It was gritty. It was realistic. It wasn't super focused on special effects. And when they announced The Dark Knight, I was one of those few idiots who said that uh, Heath Ledger would be the worst Joker in the history of film. And And why is. is Christopher Nolan uh, ruining this movie with him And I was actually in Wyoming uh, Playing baseball for the summer when I watched this movie And uh, I remember Our friend Daniel was watching it somewhere else I don't remember And the time difference made it so that he saw it before me And so he told me It was great Like as I was walking into the theater And it pissed me off something fierce So anyway that was the, That's just the <laughs> memory I have and It's a good story right there
1: the yeah. <laughs> Sean, I mean uh, Brandon
3: Yeah so um, I don't like superhero movies. If you have listened to basically any of these previous podcasts, that's for you guys. Uh, but I love Batman. I've always loved Batman. And the reason I like Batman is because he's grounded in reality, right? Um, that he isn't. He doesn't have superhero abilities. He has superhero gadgets, right? If uh, what is it, Justice League? His superhero uh, ability or whatever it is that he's rich, and it really kind of shows through in uh, the portrayal of Bruce Wayne. Batman in the Christopher Nolan trilogy. And to me, um there is no better uh example of a of a, a superhero movie grounded in reality than The Dark Knight. Um I was not a huge fan of Batman Begins, but I was so excited uh to see The Dark Knight mainly because of Heath Ledger. Uh I was a little bit worried about kind of the direction he was going if it was going to be over the top, campy kind of like the the Nicholson um, Tim Burton one, uh, but instead when I saw him walk out on, on the screen the first, you know, five minutes or whatever, um, I was sold. So, I mean, sitting down and watching this movie for the podcast was just really exciting because it's been a while since I've seen it. So thank you for giving us the chance to watch it again, Sean. Eddie, what you got?
2: Uh, I am very similar to uh, Brandon's first reaction. It was Heath Ledger. I mean, he, he died earlier in the year and this movie came out That's in right. July. And I was just already like all in on this. I was like, I want. I just heard stories about how he just nailed it, um, and I was. I mean, this was his second to last movie that he did, so I was really uh, like, I liked The Knight's Tale. Like, I was all about Heath Ledger's oh, movies, besides movie. one of them that I didn't really care for. Um, but anyways, want, let's move on. It I swear to God, if it's, it's
3: ten things I hate about you, no, it's
2: one of it's one of Jake Gyllenhaal. But I don't know about that one. Um, but anyways
1: oh Brokeback I love that movie
3: oh that's a good one that's a good one I never watched who it. doesn't want to be who doesn't want to be are you kidding me who doesn't want to be at the bottom of, of Heath Ledger? Anyways. anyways
2: uh, also like me? I, I like the darkness of this that I, I from Batman Begins to this it was just like it just set a tone so I was really looking forward to a new Joker of our era I mean everyone remembers Jack Nicholas, but like it was just like okay like this is it's kind of the way I confirm it is like there's, it's hard to pick which Batman's the best movie, but because you have between like I want to say like it's almost like uh, you can't pick a baseball hero that's the best baseball player of all time. You have Babe Ruth, Mike Trout, King Dugger Jr. So this Who is our tr-
3: Mike Trout
2: in there. Like, I'm just, like he's our, he's another generation. I'm telling <laughs> Mark
3: you. Mark McFreaking Guire.
2: Exactly, just stuff, stuff like that. So it's, it's hard to pick. It's, I, I loved it. This is a great movie in my timeline. <laughs>
1: Uh, you know, you guys are all talking about Heath Ledger uh, about, you know, like, you were just not certain that he was going to be perfect for the role. And I remember, like, when... I didn't say that. He was going to be perfect. No, no but, shut up, you did. Sorry, you kind of... You, uh, you, you had questions. It.
0: I said he was going to be terrible.
1: <laughs> I was a true believer of Heath Ledger, and I knew that he was going to uh, nail it. But the I remember going to seeing uh, I Am Legend. I remember there was a teaser of The Dark Knight, and I was with my friend Jared. And I remember seeing it, and the first time I heard, like, Heath Ledger's, like laugh and his presence on screen i was completely sold i literally watched that trailer so many times when i came out i just couldn't get enough of it and i remember i I literally bought imax tickets and the first minute you see is a whole bank heist thing which we're going to get into pretty soon but yeah that that this movie has been my all-time favorite comic book movie of all time seriously so i'm pretty excited thank you sean for choosing this movie
0: Eddie, Eddie t- oh, of course. Eddie, take us through, through the cocktail, because I'm, I'm kind of excited to start uh, talking. <laughs> All right, guys.
1: This
2: is a long one. As we mentioned earlier, with each movie, we try to pair the to tone, feel, and overall impact of the story of a cocktail.
3: This a lot season, of ingredients, Sean. <laughs> this season,
2: we really wanted to discuss the cocktail and more, and how it leads up to the movie selection. Everyone who listens knows that when we finally watch a Bond movie, we pair it with can
0: a happen. Muffin. Oh, one day. It's on the schedule. I just put it on the calendar. That shit's happening. No.
3: We'll pair it You're Levante. right, because whatever we put on the schedule... Stays shut, up, on the schedule. shut up,
2: Brandon. Shut up. Brandon, shut your mouth. We'll pair it with a vodka martini, shaking that skirt with a lemon peel. But tonight's cocktail was chosen by Sean. So Brandon, shut your mouth. So he'll be talking to us through the cocktail,
1: Sean. Tell
2: us.
0: Actually, I'm going to let Brandon go through it, because... Uh, <clears throat> no, I'll, I'll do it. Wait, uh, wait, you Sean, do it.
1: Sean. I I do it. Sean, you look a little uh, nervous. Is it, Sean, the, uh, is it the cocktail...
0: The Dark Night. well, I've, I've had too many of the cocktails. That's the problem. I feel like you uh, don't talk enough night. at these podcasts, especially as the host. Yeah, you're right. Well, I am okay. the host. The Dark Knight <laughs> is an exhilarating entry to superhero canon. It's both dark and brooding, and it has a stylistic flair of its own. Tonight, we've chosen an equally complex cocktail called The Dark Knight. Ooh, this espresso-based martini consists of coffee liqueur, mm. coffee-flavored vodka, Ooh. vanilla rum liqueur, Ooh. creme de coco, oh, no. and a, a shot C- c- cacao 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 and a shot of espresso oh uh for a complete rest please recipe please visit our website at the dot or visit us on instagram at the dot gentleman podcast the dot means a lot where jeremiah uh lovingly posts a picture of our cocktail that we enjoy every other week uh there for your enjoyment and so you can drink it and listen to the podcast and share what the type of
1: drinks so
2: you,
0: i've
1: got this
2: during the like Morning, yeah. right, guys?
3: Just want to make well, sure. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I Let's hate Let's try
1: coffee. this one. I hate coffee, so this is not. This is like. uh, uh Let's
0: give it a no. try. Here we go. Clink, clink, no. Clink, no. clink, clink, This is like a, your
1: grandfather's favorite drink.
2: This is like the drink you drink at like a sports event, watching your kid while you, you know, in the morning at eleven a.m. when you're
3: hung over. It's... It's more like this is the drink that you have one sip of because you're on a podcast and then you don't have another. No, sip
0: No, no, no. This is like yeah. this is like a Bailey's and coffee Christmas yeah. morning Yes.
3: Oh. <laughs> I like the Bailey's and coffee, just minus the coffee. Just it me, feels
1: like it puts a little hair on your chest. You know.
0: <laughs> All right let's let's get into the let's get into the review let's let's start by uh, I, I mean we can start wherever we want but I, I want to kind of beginning. Talk about the grandeur of nolan's universe when nolan brings a, a story to the screen i feel like it's big it's bold it's it's and an it's complex shot. yeah it's go go ahead Brandon. No, i was
3: just gonna say it's so complex i mean you look at something like inception which is just complex in the storytelling but the worlds that he creates i don't care if we're talking about memento or if we're talking about something bigger like the dark knight trilogy um or even dunkirk which i think is a subpar movie um he creates oh, that's such a detailed complexity to the visuals, to the storytelling, um, and even though this one doesn't jump around in time like a lot of Nolans do, um, there's still something to the storytelling technique that isn't just straight linear, and I think that that's something that really is stylistically his.
1: I think he was able to do something really cool with The Dark Knight. It's almost like a crime thriller of a movie disguised as a superhero comic book movie. You know, did you guys right. get that vibe in the beginning of the well, movie? I,
0: in the first, the first ten minutes or the bank heist, uh, I felt the heat. I felt like that. Yes, was, yes. that was yes. what they were going for. And Doesn't it you feel had like this...
3: a 007 beginning too? It like, very it, it, much did. That's what it, I was going to say. Right?
0: It felt, it felt like you were setting up a, you were setting up the story in a way that was no dialogue, no exposition. It was just about introducing you to a character. And one of the biggest criticisms I have of all. Uh, superhero movies is that they underdevelop the villain. The villain comes out of nowhere. and Then it's the uh, villain. Yeah. shitty. In yeah. this particular story, uh, Christopher Nolan, uh, D- Goyer, David S. Goyer and Jonathan Nolan decided they were not going to give Joker a backstory. They were just going to throw him in the best uh, thing ever. The, deep end. the best thing so ever. What's it? Yeah.
3: No, what's what what's it? better way yeah. to
0: introduce him than to basically have him kill his whole crew, during the heist of all the mob's money not the good guy's money he's still in the fucking bad guy's money and i think that's just super interesting
3: which is the best thing because then when he sets it on fire later on right we see that it was never about the money at all it's just to piss people off but what i think jeremiah you said it and it's really interesting is that this is a heist movie this is a, a, a caper movie but really the main character in this isn't batman right he's hard i'm not gonna say he's hardly in it but he's in it sparingly where the, the more definite character that we follow along with a whole lot more, I think, is the Joker. And Harvey Dent, when you think about it. Yes, and Harvey Dent, absolutely.
2: It, yeah, this movie definitely put an aspect of there are seriously two lead actors in this movie. Like, it was... Everyone knew what Batman was from the Batman Begins, mm-hmm. so it, it set a precedent of what this movie is to me about. And the Joker... I mean, it could have been a movie just about the Joker. I think everyone would have been fine about yeah. the movie. But it yeah. was just so cool of how he... Like every small detail the Joker had of exactly knowing the bus when it arrives mm-hmm. and everything it was so cool. It made the Joker not just like this silly person. Like he was smart. It was very, almost very very
3: like supernatural, chaos, right? Yeah. Control
2: chaos. Yeah. chaos is cool. Yeah.
3: Um, so and one it, of the things
0: yeah. I, I love in movies is themes and creating a theme that transcends. Uh, the genre so in my opinion what this movie did beautifully was it created like a triangle of good and evil you had evil uh, in the joker you had the superficial good in harvey dent the white knight of gotham city and then you had batman who was willing to essentially color outside the lines in order to preserve the relationship between good and evil or the the dichotomy between good and evil go ahead brandon
3: Right, but what I'm thinking is interesting because the theme that I saw is really this idea or this questioning of of what do you have to allow yourself to do in order to to reach the greater good, right? It's definitely, I mean, it's a, such an ethical and moral dilemma movie that uh, we see that everything from the constant talk of Batman and, and is he is he righteous in his violence and in his badness, right, um, in fighting crime, and then we get that when we have the the trolley. Uh, really the, the, what is it, the trolley um, conundrum uh, at the end with the two ships, that what, what should you do? How far should you allow yourself to go and morally slide in order to preserve the greater good? And to me, that's the interesting thing here. And one other thing I just want to say is we're going to talk a whole lot about Heath Ledger, but I, I still want to throw out Christian Bale is to me one of the great actors of our generation. I think that he, as silly and stupid as the Batman voice is, and it's gotten ridiculed over the years rightfully, I still feel like he embodies Bruce Wayne so well, and I think he taps into that American Psycho Christian Bale. You don't like that? You don't like him?
0: Uh, I'm I I mean I'm not a fan of Christian Bale in this in these movies. I think Christian Bale is a fantastic actor. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think he's a good Bruce Wayne in Batman. First of all, anyone can play Batman because you can't see his face. No, you cannot. Not anyone can play
2: Batman. Bruce uh, George. Not everyone
0: can. First of all, George Clooney could play Batman. I don't think he could play Bruce Wayne. Val uh, Kilmer was freaking was amazing. Middle. Listen, like listen,
1: them. listen. There's a path here, and there's two people here, okay? There's either going to be Adam West and Michael Keaton Batman, and there's going to be Christian Bale Batman. Come on. We all know about this. Right. I'm like,
0: Adam. i an Adam West fan. Uh, I'm a have I know. Val Kilmer. I love Val
3: Kilmer. You
1: went to Val Kilmer?
3: Batman forever, man. <laughs> Shoot. Uh
0: my, I guess my biggest criticism and and this is not a criticism of of Christian Bale as an actor I think the character is limited I think Bruce Wayne is boring I think Iron Man if I, you look I at Iron, Iron Man and, and and Batman are very similar characters right they're guarded mm-hmm. by their technology and their wealth I, Iron Man is dynamic and funny and clever and Batman is more a broken
1: you love Iron Air.
0: Trying, I love, I love them both. But that's, I, but that's yeah, the but thing. You
1: can't compare both of them, Sean, because that's, that's, you just said horrible, it right bro. there. You have one person that's just like wants to be in the spotlight, and you know how Christian Bale portrays Bruce Wayne is like he. It's almost like a cross the bear to portray yeah. that person, and yeah. he does it
3: really well. He doesn't want to be that person. I you feel see, it. like yeah, I feel like this movie more more so than Batman Begins for sure is that you see. The brokenness of Bruce Wayne and how much he wants to give up the yes. cape. He wants yes. to quit. He wants to go and, off with Rachel. Yes. He wants to and have I, a good life, I agree. but he can't. And
0: I, will, and I will say this too: from the first movie, good job, Anna, Brandon. Brandon you're not a huge fan you You're not a huge fan of Batman Begins, but right. the whole uh, relationship between her, him and Raza Gul, between him and Liam Neeson, yeah. was about creating a symbol that people could use to essentially. I don't know. Uh, Stand up for themselves, I, I, I think. Yeah, have faith in in a system. Like, have faith in something bigger than themselves. And I think that this movie kind of challenged that concept a lot, w- successfully, because like you said, he did not want to be Batman. He didn't want to go be beating up thugs on the street. He wanted to create a world where Batman was unnecessary or, or not necessary. A.K.A. Harvey Dent. And, yeah. yeah, Harvey Dent was the white knight. He was the one who was going to be the public face of what Batman was doing in the
3: shadows, which I think that's a good jumping-off point, because to me, I think one of the, the big surprises, at least when I was watching this, is when you have the, another decision, right? Joker makes everybody make a choice, uh, but we have the big choice between saving Rachel and saving Harvey Dent, and the jumping. big surprise We're we are jumping, and the, <laughs> but the big surprise is that bruce wayne batman goes and chooses harvey dent because he has so much faith in harvey dent i think that that's to, to I, I, me I is so interesting he, i don't think he don't no, he, yeah.
1: he went to rachel actually on that part that's the joker joker it switched purpose. it up he knew that you know he was going to go for yeah. his little bunny i see
0: it yeah, yeah. i see the joker yes. doing that yeah he switched and that I will up say this and i know we're out of we're, we're, we're progressing way far into the story but i'm sorry gordon should have gone into that like they pulled up to that warehouse and they're just like hanging out outside waiting for it to blow up like i think they could have gotten in and and gotten her out like it it kind of pissed me off i agree but i also see the joker
2: (laughs) he did that switch on purpose because he saw he could use harvey dent if he kills rachel harvey dent and bruce i I, I think he kind of knows He, he rachel's death is more important than if Harvey would have died.
0: Well, and his whole purpose was to have the backup plan of Harvey Dent yes. falling from grace. Yes. And so he wanted so to. He, he wanted this. to Corrupt his calculated moves. Jo- right, and the Joker's theme throughout the whole movie is that he believes that man or mankind—I say generally, not gender-specific—mankind will fall. Mankind will, if given the opportunity, choose the bad path, not the good path, and that In he realized that. Yeah, that's what Joker was was. Oh, like, that's his like whole premise. right now today. No no no, 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 no. No, even what premise even to,
1: was... Yeah, even today, guys, I mean, what he's saying in that whole kind of like confidential scene in the, in the room, these civilized people will eat each other. He's pretty much saying that, you know, these people will turn on you. And just what society has done with a lot of people where we live in, you know, Everyone is eating each other. Like seriously, what the Joker is uh, actually like? But, know, it's but
3: when neither insane. boat blows up, right? It blows up in his face, like literally and figuratively. And to me, that's one of the most interesting moments is when he looks out at the boats and he realizes that it's past twelve and neither boat has blown up, and that shows that there is still some sliver of goodness.
0: And that's one of my favorite. And lines it's such a yes. yes. great part when he, when he looks at Batman he goes, oh you can't count on anyone. You got to do it yourself. <laughs> now, do you think? Uh, do you think that those
2: that, that boat scene that uh, the Joker had? actually given the opposite detonators
1: or, yes no, whoever, whoever would it actually whoever would have turned the switch on would have blown himself up i'm 100 well, yeah, that's what i'm that. saying
2: so whoever turned the switch on would have blown themselves up yeah because that's yeah so that's what not, the was, other boat. not the other so boat so you're
0: suggesting you're suggesting that if the prisoners had uh had pushed us. the button they would have died not yes. the other boat yes okay so i don't
3: know i think that it would have been, been more hardcore. hardcore
0: he's yeah. all the
2: joker switches everything
0: I thought that was one of the things that I really like about Christopher Nolan is he subverts expectations constantly in his stories, in his storytelling. And I think that was one of the most interesting scenes when the criminal, the convict, said, you know, give it to me and let me do what you should have done you know, minutes ago yes. and throws it out. To, I think that Such there was a, a good couple scene. of surprising good scenes. Like even if going back to the beginning, I mean, in the, uh, the bank heist scene when William Fickner, um, who I love, absolutely. God, who was also is, in
1: heat, by the way,
0: in heat, right <laughs> in the bank man as the bank the manager. Inch? And he's like, do you know who you're stealing from? Like he, it, it just shows you how deep the corruption is in Gotham that, that the bank manager knows that the people banking at the bank are the mob they're not stealing it from you know little sally sally and and you know whatever they're Timmy. stealing, Timmy and stealing Tammy. from the mob he's stealing <laughs> he's stealing from the bad guys and william fickner is willing essentially to
1: Die. shoot his shotgun yeah.
0: and die to protect mob money that's how deep the corruption is got them and
1: I love the fact that the whole story has to revolve around corruption greed chaos anarchy and and heroic sacrifice and this is all in a comic book movie mind you that
3: right right and I want I want to point something else out in case you guys haven't caught on but uh, I do believe that Anthony Michael Hall is our most uh, frequent three and a half gentleman <laughs> show up. No, This is no. our th- third, movie. third
0: what was, movie. What was the second
3: one? Edward Scissorhands, oh, God, Breakfast Club. Oh, And in this movie. one. I don't think we've had another one. <laughs> I know that, well, we have, uh, we have two uh, Keanu Reeves. And Ke- Keanu Morton. And we and got we'll, Keanu Murphy, well, too, well, we too, man. Keanu Reeves, we've got The Matrix, and we have that other god-awful movie that we need to talk about at some point. But we well, also oh, have a, Brian yeah.
0: Cox. <gasps> Brian Cox has been at least three. Can we talk? I feel
3: like Brian Cox should have been in all of them, Hey,
2: he's
1: on a McDonald commercial. He's actually making it, guys. I want to
3: talk about Michael Caine. Oh, uh, Michael Caine. I can talk like about him? Michael Caine forever. Uh, real quick, what is your favorite Michael Caine movie? Because mine is Muppet Christmas Carol. Of course it is, Brandon. Uh,
1: mine would be Jaws 4 it. because he just did it for the money and he was also the drunk shot. during the whole time.
3: Mine <laughs> is The Dark Knight. Who let the dogs out? My dogs are hungry. <laughs>
0: so, Michael Caine, the best Michael Caine movie, in my opinion, is called Secondhand Lions. Oh, yeah. And, I, need to go there. Uh, I absolutely love That movie. I thought you were going to go and say
1: uh, the Slider House Rolls, you kings of New England. No, I like
0: that (laughs) one. So, the other one that he was in that was great was A Man Who Would Be King with Sean Connery. That was another great, great Michael Caine movie. Mm hmm.
3: Has anyone uh, ever
0: seen the trip movies with uh, the the trip to it was like the trip to Italy, the trip to Spain, the trip to no no. So it's it's two comedians and they do Michael Caine impersonations. It's fucking hysterical. You got to go YouTube it. It's just fantastic. I love Michael Caine in this movie because he
1: says so many like you know just like heartfelt things to Bruce and just you know always trying to make sure that he learns from it. You know, especially like talking yeah. about when he used to be part of this unit, you know, and he found out about this one. Person that we're chasing, and he was just—he just wanted to watch the world burn. That was such a great speech right there.
3: But then I feel well, like, and he—he's such a great character because they—he uses the same. Or Nolan uses the same, I guess, aspects of him in *Dark Knight Rises*, and he is kind of always been the conscience. That Bruce Wayne needs. Yeah.
0: I mean, even in Batman Begins, why do we fall? So that we can learn to pick ourselves back up. It, right he does have this Gandalf Yoda yeah. kind of
3: it's this uh, movie one.
2: It's this
0: movie and the prestige. Those Ooh, are the, the two, prestige.
3: Yes. Uh we'll be doing the prestige at some point next season. Absolutely. Just pr- promise.
0: Oh. Uh yeah. Anyway, okay. So I wanna back up for a minute though, and I wanna talk about Michael Kane and his uh We talked a little bit earlier, Brandon, about themes and how you think this theme Mm -hmm. is. uh, The question of the movie is how far do you go morally to preserve basically society, right? So that's that's, that's at the end of the day. And goodness. So Michael Caine had a letter from Rachel. Yes. Rachel told him that that letter was not sealed, which to me implies read the letter. Katie Holmes or, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Is that related to Jake by chance? Yeah, yeah
1: they're sister. related. Jake Gyllenhaal what? and Maggie.
0: Some of the I will say this, the best role she ever had was in, uh, uh, oh gosh, Stranger, Stranger Than Fiction. Than
3: fiction. Yes. Oh, so good. Anyway, so, good. so
0: Michael Caine has this letter from Rachel that mm-hmm. basically says that, Uh, she's not in love with Bruce anymore. She's going to go with uh, the DA Harvey Dent. She's going to go ahead and move on with her life and leave him in the dust. And then at the end of the movie where Batman, Bruce Wayne realizes that Rachel's gone and that she, he was actually, she was going to go with him or that's what he thought. And that we can never tell Harvey Dent. That's when he picks up the letter and burns the letter. So here's the question. Morally, ethically, he should have given the letter to Bruce. But he, no. in my opinion... No no, preserved... not... no. No, 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 No,
3: morally, ethically... Okay, so this is what makes this movie, I think, so brilliant on a philosophical yes. level. Yes. Is that the moral-ethical thing is that sometimes you have to bend the right thing in order to do the moral thing and do the ethical thing.
0: And, and so here's my problem. Truth will out. How do you... What what criteria do you use to arrive at bending or breaking the truth, and who are you to make that decision? That's the question that but I have. But here's the
3: thing. Here's the thing. We we all are making those decisions each and every day. Every say, day. The white good job. I'm not yes. saying that it's Ooh, right or wrong. Oh, saying, I know
0: you I'm, I'm saying it's wrong. What what criteria are we using to make them, and why is it right? I'm not arguing with you that that's not what should happen. I'm, I'm just saying that is not the moral and correct thing to do. But I that's
1: disagree like pretty with you. much. The whole story of the movie and everything like that, yeah. regarding to what we do, right or wrong.
3: Here's the thing: is is the whole the whole concept, and I think the the conclusion that this movie arrives at for that philosophical question, is what hurts others the least, and and giving him the letter would have hurt Bruce Wayne. And so, by him burning it, he is preserving his, his, I guess, his blindness to the truth. But this is where this movie is is proposing that morals and ethics can be bent in order to preserve the greater happiness yes. of most it, people. It, it comes decides? down to it comes each, down each to individual. Also,
2: yeah, it also comes down to Bruce Wayne, Batman, pretty much making Harvey Dent still look like the good guy and never take, never having him take the fall. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good move. Because the city need It. The city needs it. The city. It reminds, me, it reminds
3: me a lot of Watchmen, too. Right when when Doctor Manhattan says, "Put it all on me and give everybody somebody to hate," it's the same concept. And I, I, I understand the
0: concept. Here's my here's my base question: Is yeah. if you're going to allow morality and truth to be bent and broken at the whims of mankind? At what point will that society, as it's happening now, turn that greater good against society, which happens constantly in the world?
3: Well, but- it's the Bolshevik revolution right there. It's it's the overthrowing of the Rom- Romanov family, right? Is that the, the communists came in, the Stalinists came in, and they took over, and they established what was supposed to be this good thing, and they just destroyed everything. And that's where, I mean, we could go on and have a whole... I'm not trying to make it. I'm not
0: trying to make it. I do think
3: think that this movie and I'm, I'm abstracting this absolutely from today's world, but this movie is saying that there is enough goodness in each person. And I know that that's a stretch. I know. But this movie is saying there's enough goodness in each person that the good for others will eventually come out. And the, the, the answer is eventually, right? It's not a for sure thing of, of every time.
1: And to your question, Sean, I mean, you know, what everything, like, you know, like what people can actually do and whatnot, you know, use it to, uh, the Joker did it. The Joker used every little ounce of like, you know, regarding to people bending and breaking and everything like that. He says that in the, like the whole like confrontation with Batman, he says like, you know, they'll throw you out like a leopard the moment they're going to outcast you. And that's what happens and in the movie. that's exactly what they do.
0: Uh, and I, I agree with you 100%. And I think that this movie does a beautiful job of showing that breaking point and the back and the rubber band. The, so it shows you that here's what people are capable of. I'm going to give them an opportunity to destroy themselves, to destroy you, to destroy the world, essentially. And we're going to see how far we can push them before they start to bounce back. And I think this movie does it beautifully.
1: I love the fact that we get another like introduction to the Joker within 29 minutes of the film where he actually kind of uh, makes fun of all of the uh, the gangsters and the mob, the mob and everything the like mob, that, yeah. you know, and he shows, like, how pretty skillful he is regarding to, like, taking a man down barehanded and shit. Must imagine he wants imagine a, a pencil. pencil.
0: When he, he drives a pencil. the pencil into the gentleman's skull. Yeah. <laughs> Before John
1: Wick, I'm just saying, yo, and a lot of people keep saying this, that there's a theory that the Joker is a former soldier or something like that based off of some of the information, like knowledge of explosions, firearms. Uh, He's a fighter. He knows how to take a person down, you know? When he's talking to Harvey Dent, he's mentioning, like, you know, if I tell someone a truckload of soldiers are going to be blowing up, nobody panics because it's all part of the plan. I he, mean, has he's, a, he has a crew that's very loyal yeah, to him, too. you know, it's he's crazy. also very smart. A lot of people don't know, like, there's not an origin story about him, but a lot of people might think that he has, like, some type of military background regarding to where he's come from.
3: I'm, he's got, I, like, I'm 50 gonna... origin stories, which is oh, yeah. beautiful about his character.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you, but what I will say to Eddie's point about his crew, this is something that I liked and didn't like about the movie. One of my favorite scenes of the movie is when he says, we only have one opening between three people, breaks the pool stick and says, hurry up and decide <laughs> like who's <laughs> going to kill who. But here, here's my problem with that. If you create a situation where everyone is killing everyone, like in the first opening bank sequence, basically, he just said, okay, after you're done, kill this guy. After you're done, kill this guy.
2: They weren't as true trend, though.
0: Well, I mean, he the kind of word, I,
3: I, th- no, I, just, I, th- I think, right think it's away. a revolving—it's a revolving door, though. Of At some new, point, new
0: that that methodology of hiring henchmen is not going to be. But beneficial. the thing is, the
1: Joker doesn't care about that. He's the agent of chaos. That's all he wants to do. He wants to just like make everyone strip down of who they are, and the monsters he's, come out. He's and a true villain, it. dude. Like, he's no, seriously he takes, psychotic he takes three and steps evil. Ahead of everyone, and you know, well, it's and the fact that he. Yeah. Sorry. And you know, yeah, and I'm seriously, gonna... like you gotta give praise, so much praise of Ledger and how devoted he was to create this character. I mean, there's there's theories that he's he locked himself into a motel for six weeks to just figure out this character, his body yeah. mechanics, well, I mean, his laugh. The
3: thing yeah, the thing that a lot of people are saying, which is, is terrible, is that this is the movie that, that basically drove him to Insanity he died. And, yeah. Okay, but yeah.
0: I, I did. I did read uh, some stuff from his family, and they said actually it was the opposite. He really enjoyed playing the character. Yeah, he was not. Depressed. I read that too. He was actually super excited about the way the movie came out and his performance. He was. Uh, there was a great scene with him and Aaron Eckhart when they're in the bed in the uh, hospital room, and Aaron Eckhart was getting worried because he was like mumbling and kind of weird before the take. And right as soon as they yelled "cut," he was like, "Oh." And he broke characters like that was fantastic. Like, that's acting. Like, that's why I got into this. It's like, that's... I, I don't think... I don't like that, that he had,
3: I know he had some insane insomnia, they said, because yeah. of this. Because of what he did in preparation for it. So I don't think it's necessarily the, the, his, the role that broke up, but it's his preparation for it that really kind of drove him over the edge. I read yeah, also maybe. that
2: his whole character, like, costume and face paint was him. Yeah. It was him. Like, And it's, that's what made it like he knew what he, what he saw, a vision. And I remember... I think he purposely didn't want Michael Caine or I think also Maddie uh, or Rachel he, uh, during that scene where he has, he pretty much takes Bruce Wayne's uh, uh, party. Like there is a a, a a scene there that Alfred never saw him, and he freaking scared shit of Michael Caine. So the
1: word around the campfire about that bro is that Michael Caine had a lines, had a couple of lines to interact with uh, uh, Heath Ledger when he opens up the elevator. The moment the elevator opened up, he saw Ledger's face coming out, scare the shit out of him, yep. and he forgot his lines. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's awesome. Michael Caine forgot his lines. There, there you go. That's worthy of the Academy Award right there. <laughs> So I, I have a question. This, I, I just
3: want to ask a question real quick because it's something uh, I feel like we, we kind of talked about Rachel and I just want to go back to her real quick. And do you think that Rachel ever really loved Dent? Like to me, was she always for uh, Bruce and, and Dent was just basically an escape or I mean, what, what do you think? I
1: think she well, was I, like going c- cross between and I think regarding to putting the situation of the danger of, of the, all of it and whatnot. It just kind of pushed it over the edge to go with Harvey Dent because it was more of a, uh, of a safe, solid, you know, option than being with Bruce. Even though she loved yes. Bruce, it was, she was just tired of like you know, the whole like baggage that Bruce has.
3: I think so, she still yeah, wanted that, Bruce, though. You yeah, still wanted I, the rose. <laughs> I,
0: I, I think that she was she was with she was in her head making a logical choice. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that her heart wasn't with Bruce. I think her heart was always with Bruce. And yes. to, to, yeah. to pretend otherwise, I think is disingenuous to her character. I think what really it was about because even at the end, like when she's when she's uh sitting on the chair with the gas surrounded by the gasoline, she's like, um, it's okay. They're gonna come for you. They're not gonna come for me because you're more important than you know, than me. And that whole scene, I think kind of proved that she had just as much hope in Harvey Dent as everyone else. She was putting all of her logic and all of her hope in that man.
1: Man, when I remember seeing that that scene for the first time, uh, that really caught me off guard. I was like, oh, she died. There she goes, man. Shit. That was pretty okay. nuts, man, actually. Uh,
0: I think we need to take a, a, a little bit of a break. I need a new cocktail. So we'll see you guys in a second. Uh, we'll be back shortly.
3: And here we go.
0: Welcome uh, back,
1: everyone,
3: uh, to Radio Land. Uh, Are we we doing uh, American Graffiti again? Because I feel like that's... I fucking
0: love that movie. Okay,
1: wait for Brandon's here... Brandon, let me just do this. What's up? Welcome back.
0: (laughs) All right, let's talk a little bit about Lucius Fox, about Morgan Freeman. Uh, In this movie, I think it was so interesting because this was kind of a foreign addition to uh, Batman, for me at least. I mean, we had gone through... You know, the Mike, uh, I, I, I grew up on the Adam West Batmans, and we had the Michael Keaton Batmans, and we had Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer. we had George oh. Clooney, and oh. now we have a whole new uh, ensemble Robert Pattinson? cast. Where,
1: yeah, I think Robert Pattinson's going to knock the shit out of it. I think he's going to do really good.
0: So I think he's going to be shit, which means he's probably going to be fantastic. Ah, he's going gonna no, be there you go. He's going to go to Heath Ledger. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so going back to what you were talking about with Lucius Fox, um, I think that what... what drew me to his character in this movie is again that moral ethical question i don't want to just keep talking about the same thing but I right like this it. idea yeah, of keep spying going. on keep everybody going. and is that moral is that ethical uh he says you know i'll help you out this one time but this is my resignation and i love bruce wayne batman's response which is just log out afterwards knowing that he was going to self-destruct the, the shit out of the thing right that the this whole is a-
1: facebook whistleblow yeah. Like, Knowing
0: that yeah. this is the only one uh, time yeah, right. I'm going to use real, this. real, quote-unquote, real whistleblower. <laughs> Knowing keep that this is the answer. only one
2: time I'm going to use this, right, <laughs> right. Brandon? Yeah, right. like he knew but what, he... like, Lucas Fox was already against it. So he was like, right. I'm using this only to take down the Joker, and then we're getting rid of it.
0: And there right. was, a, I, I think this, this I, and Brandon, I know you don't want to keep bringing it up, but I think mm. this movie no, we constantly probes the question of how far your morality will go in order to, to support the bottom line, support the, the goodness in people. Batman, like, Bruce
2: I mean, Wayne, he put people around him that he could trust that are good people. Right. Alfred, then, Lucas Frost, uh, uh, Morgan uh, Freeman, uh, right. Rachel, even Harvey Dent at one time.
0: And, and yeah. what this, what this movie did, I think more successfully than all the rest of the Batmans is it created an ensemble. Batman wasn't an, mm-hmm. a loner, like the Michael Keaton Batmans. It was basically him and Alfred against the world. And Alfred was his cover, and that's it. He didn't really have any significant help in society. Mm-hmm. No, well,
1: you did have a kind of a Harvey Dent with a uh, Billy D. Williams.
0: He, he was in there for one scene, <laughs> <laughs> and I love. I, and you know, that was the best part about Batman Forever, which was uh, uh, Jamie uh, Curtis. What's Tommy, his name? Tommy Lee Jimmy Jones. Lee Jones. Yes. Uh, Jamie Tom, Lee Curtis. Like, I
3: mean, wait, <laughs> like, wait. So was Jim Carrey was actually decent as the Riddler. Come on now. <laughs> was
1: this the first Batman? to go out of gotham as batman to actually go to a different country right
0: i think so not only a different country just outside of gotham this is the first one that happened outside of gotham
1: dude did you did you read something about like like i believe christian bell actually was near the edge of that whole building when they took that shot over over overviewing him and everything like that like he seriously yeah, has, that's
0: has that's like fucking well, I mean
3: it's, a, that's a Tom Cruise kid. move right there. Yeah. That was He's before Tom Cruise got all massive crazy, yo.
0: Crane shots though. He's yeah. the king of these massive crane shots that introduce a very geometric, well-planned building shot. Like there's no director who has that impact on screen like Chris Nolan does.
3: Yeah. So and did I think it have a
0: little Mission Impossible feel to it by the yeah. way with the Skyhook program.
3: I think yes. that we need to talk about Harvey Dent. At least I want to talk about Harvey Dent. Um, because sure. my, only, my only real complaint with this movie is the speed at which Harvey falls. Um, and I know that we can't have this movie go on another 45 minutes, even if we want that. But to me, it just went too quick. And I, don't know what, I wanted to get ah. you guys' thoughts on that. Nah. Kenny, why don't you give us- I think it. they
2: messed up. I think they were expecting uh, Heath Ledger not to kill himself, to be honest. They were expecting Joker to, to come back as a Joker 2. Uh, uh, or part three, and I think Harvey Dent was uh, just a, one of those characters that was come and go. But they realized they messed up. I don't think they meant to kill him. The, the movie was so good how it's shot. They had to keep it, but then they had this role of the the nets the bit nets villain. I no, think- but I'm
3: I'm talking about literally like Harvey Dent. He goes from the White Knight, and granted, we have that scene where he's basically threatening the the mental insane person with a gun, and, yeah. and Batman comes to stop him. But ultimately, I feel like he goes from the White Knight to this murderous, like, the scene where he uh, says he's going to shoot the the driver, and then shoots the driver, and basically says, hey, I'm, I'm going to commit suicide, maybe. It just seems so unnatural for his character, and I just thought, maybe I'm wrong. I want to see your thoughts. I so, think
1: it's yeah, different, and I believe he was actually looking more regarding to, um, I believe there's some type of uh, uh, psychological like situation. Like, he couldn't feel any pain. Yeah, like, you know, like it literally, it literally brought him to another different level regarding to just a di- different, Uh, person who who they are and whatnot and i honestly believe that it did kind of like kind of roll a little quick i mean regarding to that he had half of his body burnt you know he was upset that everything that he worked for and everything that he tried to do and everything like that didn't matter at at, at all of it you know so he pretty much lost himself at the end of the whole situation and when you lose yourself and anything what else do you have
2: and to be honest the joker won there the joker won that's the main person the joker wanted to take down and he did
0: I'm going to agree and disagree with with you, Brandon, a little bit, because even from the very beginning, Harvey Dent as a uh, character had a past. Right. So he was in internal affairs. He investigated all these corrupt cops. They called him two faced. Uh, they He had kind of an edge to him. And yeah. I do think that he got pushed over the edge rather quickly, but he was building a life. He was on the side of right and he got everything taken away from him. And then the conversation with the Joker, I think, is what really twisted his meaning. So all he wanted to do at that point was strict revenge. It was revenge on who he was trying to find out who was the cop who he probably investigated that picked up Rachel and brought her to that place. And so it was his own people that got rid of Rachel. What more trigger do you want than losing the love of his life? and then immediately going into revenge mode. That's not necessarily fast. I think what what my problem was, was, was number one, I thought the computer generated graphics of his face and his... Appearance bothered me tremendously. It was amazing. not like that at all. Oh, no. I thought it was actually really good. I actually thought oh it can was hold
1: good. up, dude. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, it held up. I just, it's not, it's not too fa- Anyway. I mean, it wasn't
1: um, like, you know, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean where they're just like, you know, CGI craziness, dude. And that's the, another thing about yeah. this movie that was so good. It's like, they didn't really use that much CGI. That freeway tunnel scene. That's probably one of the best action scenes I've seen all year. The
0: thing Let's that, talk. The, yeah. The, hold on. The, I'm, hold on. I'm not. Oh, yeah, hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. One more thing about Harvey Dent. The thing that I, that really bothered me about the movie, and it, it does affect my score because I think it was it was either rushed or lazy or both, is that he went after Gordon's family. The one person who really had faith in, in Harvey Dent and who helped Harvey Dent, he went after his family. He never trusted I, him.
1: No, Sean, you misread the whole situation. He knew that he had crooked cops in his team. He knew that this whole thing, and he blamed him because he actually kept, you know, whatever this Batman situation close to his pocket. He didn't do anything about the cops, and it was the cops, his district, his team, that actually set him up and also set, you know, Rachel's death.
0: Okay, so could you argue then that Harvey Dent was pissed off because— the morality of of Gordon and of Batman led to him losing Rachel. The immorality, the failures in morality, the failures to fix the cops, fix the situation, and he was playing by the rules and doing everything correct, and still he lost. And maybe perhaps that is his his trigger. Is that, where I'm, is that closer?
1: It's more, closer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a little closer on that. You, you have to see that Gordon fucked this whole thing up. From the gecko. I, guess I
0: don't, yeah, I, I, I don't, I guess I don't see that. that because he's working yeah. in. I mean, my god, the bank he, fucking manager is corrupt. Everyone's Gordon, corrupt. Gordon he's,
1: has Gordon knew that he thought. had cops corrupted in his system, yeah, but and he, he did, did nothing about said it. His Jeremy, two right, in the movie. his two right-hand people, right, his or his Morris, go-to person and, was corrupted, and he. But he said it, but, but he said let it he let that situation go.
0: Yeah, the previous commissioner was the one, though. But he said it perfectly in the beginning of the movie. If I didn't work with these cops, I would have no one to work with. There's no one left. He's doing the best yeah. he can with what he has. Yeah, I agree. And that's what the whole theme of the movie is, is Batman's doing the best of wh- but see, with what he friend, has. If you
2: remember that Harvey Dent already didn't like Gordon, and it was Rachel that kind of said, oh, he's one of the good ones. But Harvey Dent thought he could have been crooked, too. So he already had this... Negative aspect of Harvey of of Gordon. So he, he didn't he believed like oh Gordon must be in on it too if, to keeping these crooked cops. But Gordon okay, is like I, these are the only cops I have. Is that or let's no look cops? at this though?
3: Let's look at this though. Why is it that Harvey Dent didn't like Gordon? Is it because he thought that he wasn't good enough? That that Gordon wasn't uh, an upstanding citizen enough? Because then that to me goes and cuts out the the legs under harvey turning bad like it just doesn't make sense to me it was a frustrating thing he
1: thought gordon was weak he was weak not doing anything and he let it happen he let all this stuff happen and that's the reason why harvey dent went after him because he wanted to make sure like you know he's responsible he let the joker win he brought the joker into the he brought the joker into the station
3: no by that mentality then harvey dent would say that he himself is weak I just I don't I I, I hate saying it, but I agree yeah. with you. Who else? Who else would Harvey <laughs> go after?
2: Though there's no one else for Harvey to go after. Exactly,
3: the Joker. He shouldn't have. The, 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 no, okay, here's what I think. I think, say, I think he was lazy.
2: Told I'm just a I think
3: it was lazy writing. I think it was warm. the only time. It was lazy writing. They they could have given him more of an instigating thing See, than.
0: I, and I I as 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 a as a comic fan and as someone else the outside, I would have done this. So Barbara Gordon which I believe is Jim Gordon's daughter, ends up yep. being Batgirl, okay? Never showed so I think series, Right, so what so. I would have done, what I would have done is I would have lured Batman, really, who is the creation of the whole problem. The, the reason that the Joker rose to fight the city uh, to kill things was because of Batman existed. All you- he wanted to do was create the chaos and get Batman to be- reveal himself. Yes. So a more natural story progression to me would have been to bring in, the daughter of Jim Gordon and his wife to lure Batman, knowing that Batman would protect Jim Gordon's family. And that seems more natural than, oh, my God, you ruined my life and you took away my, you know, your incompetence as a police officer led to the somehow the death of my fiance. Wait, 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 Sean, 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 time out.
1: You said it right there in the beginning of it. Why did Gordon take such a long time to get into the warehouse to actually rescue Rachel? He had a chance to rescue Rachel, and he did not. He felled. He felled at that situation, and that's why Dent went after him Ooh, and yes. his family.
0: Okay, yeah. that I can buy, but that was not Ooh, clear. That's a good one.
1: It was kind of clear. He was after the family. You took what wait, let me say this right. You let them take of something of mine. I'm going to take something of yours.
0: And I get that concept, but it was never really clear that, first of all – that's, that's Christopher Nolan, though. That's Nolan. Yeah, my Nolan. problem – it goes back to what Brandon said, though, is who was going after Rachel and who was going after him?
3: Like, I get what you're saying, yeah, the Switch, but I, I think that Batman read the Switch. I think that he I saved, think he I think no, that he did saved not. Dent. Because no, he, did when you, when he, he did came he out, if Tom you
1: Tom watch the movie over again, he opens the door, and he's shocked he to see Harvey Dent.
2: Yeah, he was surprised. You see a, a glitch in Bruce Wayne's eye, like, he was like, I'm going to rewatch this. And, I wanted to see. I wanted, I was going We're going to get a right. text
1: message later on, he's like, shit, you're right.
2: <laughs> there's, a, there's a split <laughs> set that you see in Bruce Wayne's eyes. Christian Bale is just like, oh,
1: he, he Joker played me, and Gordon was outside just dancing around, waiting for everyone to come in, and just let the building blew up.
0: So in the movie, he tells uh, Batman tells Gordon that he was going to save Rachel and they should go for Harvey, but instead it was switched.
3: Mm-hmm. Right, I think that Bruce Wayne, and I'm being dead serious. I think Bruce Wayne put so much stock in no, no, what, Harvey Dent. Brennan,
0: there's a, a lines from the movie. Oh, we're I know. Going, no, Gordon yells, "We're going after Dent." So he, they they thought they were going after the opposite people yep. in the movie. That's that's. I the, think that, that's but I
3: think I think Batman read that and knew that there was going to be a switch. I think that no, he knew in the
0: movie. He said, oh, I'm "I went after Rachel." Well, exactly so because he. That won't...
3: he because all here's here's what no 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 you guys are misunderstanding no he said that so that they would all go to the same place he was sacrificing Rachel we have to see that he's sacrificing uh-huh. he wants to make sure that Dent survives no to see there was this whole
2: letter of like oh I was supposed to live with Rachel and Rachel yeah, chose not, me
3: I I don't I think I'm, that he I'm not cared what more about the greater there. good no I think no but I think <laughs> I think goes to watch, back to this watch that scene again no Brandon. I I know what scene you're talking about I do know what scene you're talking about. I think that this is an example of what do you do for the greater good, I right? You sacrifice those things that matter it. the most. Okay, well, <laughs> anyway.
2: Uh, I think Bruce Wayne, I mean, Batman, he, he, he still though he did something good. He was like, okay, well, fuck, I have to save Harvey Dent now. Like,
1: I'm going to go still- back and watch it. No, it blew up on his face. The Joker got out. The Joker just, like, he planned the whole thing out. I mean, he seriously manipulated, manipulated. everyone. In that whole like in that whole district right there, it was unbelievable. Did we talk about
2: that uh, hospital scene?
1: Let's talk about I the tunnel had, scene, dude. I mean, dude, you oh, saw a big ass fucking rig flip the fuck up. That was such a great scene, dude. Yeah, it was. And, yeah, and look was. at the
0: blocking when when uh, the Joker is standing with the with the AK in the middle of the street, just like hit like me. come and hit yeah. me, come and hit me. That that whole scene to me that that what. Christopher Nolan did without dialogue to develop the Joker, and what Heath Ledger did to create the character without dialogue was fabulous. It was probably one of the one of the greatest character stories you've you've seen on right
2: there. You already knew it's like okay, well, Batman he doesn't want to. He's good. He's not in the kill.
3: He's not going to kill somebody. Yeah, right.
1: And the best scene in the movie is the the interrogation scene when they're both in the character. They finally meet together and they're talking about each other, and you see. The Joker he, he slams, literally slams, just he getting he under he his skin. His and you yeah. see Batman... You never beat, start
0: with the head. It makes him feel <laughs> <smiley. laughs> And You see him
1: beating the shit out of him. And he keeps taking it. He wants more of it. He's just laughing at him. And that's to me, it's just like you have nothing you have nothing you can do with you can. there's nothing you, you can there's do here there's nothing to lose there's nothing yeah. to lose yeah
2: so so do you guys think that one scene where the, the phone was uh, inside the person <laughs> was that the, a picture of the Riddler people always joke about that scene. So yeah that was card. a big that was a
3: big uh, like Easter egg yeah, yeah.
2: yeah but, was that the Riddler you think possibly well, I mean this never I, went with it
3: what it was a question uh, mark know, was it I mean, a question
2: mark it was a question was the fuck out of I think
3: if Heath Ledger hadn't died I think they were going to bring in the Riddler and it was going to be Riddler and Joker and there was for, a lot for of rumor Dark Ri Rises, was gonna,
0: yes. there was a lot of rumor that it was going to be um, Joseph Gordon uh, Leonardo DiCaprio oh. uh, there was a lot <laughs> there was a lot of really good rumors about who the Riddler was going to be and what yeah. kind of character they were going to be uh, that was Johnny Depp uh, was was thrown out there yeah what what I thought was also interesting and I, I the the hospital scene I think was fantastic the blowing up of the building was fantastic <laughs> which is but, so great. But one of the scenes that I think is overrated or and it's not overrated, excuse me, underrated was the relationship scenes between um the, at the funeral with uh not the relationship scene, excuse me, the funeral where Gordon dies or Gordon pretends to die to protect his family like that whole that whole little trickery in the middle I thought was was super interesting when all three of the the government officials die at the same time. Like you can see this coordinated effort to bring down the city, but also it feels chaotic. It feels like nobody, like nobody knows what they're actually doing. Right.
1: Good point. Uh, I think so. Good point. Let's, yes. let's talk about the last scene, the last scene of the movies and everything like that, that last final shot scene between the Joker and, and, and Batman where, some of my favorite lines in this movie is like, this is what happens when an unstoppable force meets an unmovable object. And I just love the fact that he's like, I think you and I are destined to do this forever. And that scene right there is so fucking amazing to me. What do you guys, what do you guys thought about the whole well, thing?
3: The use of the camera angles and flipping it. So you don't know what's up and what's down again. I don't want to keep going back to morals and ethics, but literally that's the entire movie is it's a it's a philosophy course or at least a philosophy discussion that, I mean, yeah, the Joker is horrible, but we don't know really how how Bruce Wayne slash Batman's really seeing this idea of chaos. Well I mean, he, he, he knows that, yeah. he knows that he's going to go and lie about Harvey Dent. He knows that he's going to change um, basically the dynamic that he has had with Gotham. I think that there's so much here that that Bruce Wayne is so confused. He's upside down, which is just so perfect that it mirrors uh, what the Joker is, is physically. I
2: think Bruce Wayne also knows that the Joker has valid points of Gotham. Like Gotham is at a, a, a very low, and he's and he's he's just like, okay, well, I mean, like I have hope in humanity, and the Joker's like, well, I'm going to show you, like you're you're wrong. But really, it could be a flip of the coin, like you know, like some people depends on who you get. Really, some people have that moral, some people don't
0: and that's what that's what Harvey Dent says a beautiful line where he says you know you do everything right you do everything wrong it doesn't matter it's all up to chance that's right. that's the determining factor of whether something is successful or not
3: right you die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain and i mean it, it's so true for him it's so true for everybody um and i think that it's it's a great example of what this movie does i
0: did see a meme though i'm sorry to interrupt but it was uh it was a picture of robert Downey junior um uh the guy who um benedict cumberbatch and uh who else one more one um mark ruffalo oh no no it was henry <laughs> cavill and it said it said be a hero uh long enough to become sherlock holmes now uh- <laughs> 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 well, brings us to
1: the inner review now it's time of the podcast where each of the hosts provides a score on the following scale eddie can you provide our following scale please
2: Yes, I can. Uh, zero, the perfect movie. You don't need shit to enjoy it. Uh, one, a filled your first cocktail. Two, a happy buzz. Three, an Uber looking home. Four, rough morning watch, shame. Five, blackout, shit face, spring break drunk. Gentlemen, let's start with myself. <laughs> so, this movie portrays so many different philosophies. I don't know. I don't want to say philosophy. Philo- philosoph- I, like, I like that word. Well,
3: cinematographically, we can say yes. philosophical. Cin- cinematographically,
2: <laughs> this movie is a great, uh, it brings down the ethics, it brings down to what's morally good and right. There's so many different values in this movie that, I mean, but it holds too. Like, this movie's 2008. And I, I watched this movie the other day. and I was just like, oh my God, this movie still holds so much value today with the stuff that we're going through. Every single moment of this day, I feel like, and it's, it's, it just shows, I do shows Christopher Nolan or it shows just the, 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 value of the movie. A lot of his movies to have this value to it. And I just, I enjoy it. Um, I never feel sad watching this movie. I always enjoy it. Um, I love my kids watching this movie. It's my, what's one of my all time favorite, uh, superhero movies. I'm a Marvel fan. So this is my favorite DC movie. Um, this makes it also this is my favorite Batman movie too. Like he nice. he did take he did definitely take over the the Michael Keaton Batman for me. Um I grew up on this type of a Batman and I liked it. Um and I and I don't think it it can ever get better than this to be honest. Uh personally I'm going to leave this movie at a 0.5, a half a shot. Uh so I'm going to do That's
0: just a shot by the way. Yeah.
3: I said
0: a half
2: a shot, so I'm going to go 0. 0.25.
3: There yeah, you, you go. already
0: put a 0.5. Nice. <laughs> no worries, on... 0.25. <laughs> anyway, nice, dude. What, well, are you going point 0.5 or 0.25? 0.25. I just had to change it on my little... Well, I said half a shot. Yeah, so wait,
3: are you shot
2: going 0.25? 0.25. It says originally, that's what I was thinking in my head, but I said point 0.5 by accident. Sorry. Okay. I did right, okay.
3: 0.25. Brandon, what do you
2: think? promise that's what is in my notes. 0.25. Okay.
3: Well... Um. So uh, again, I I don't like uh, superhero movies. I don't like comic book movies, with the exception of of uh, V for Vendetta or Watchmen. You should go listen to those podcasts. Those are great ones. There it is. Shout out. That said, The Dark Knight is not a superhero movie. I mean, it is by default, but it is so much more. It is a philosophy course. Yes. It is a study of humanity. It's a sociological examination of of, of our deepest and darkest moments as humanity um and i think it's something that only a really confident as fuck director can actually pull off and damn Good it that's freaking that christopher nolan right he took so many things and i mean we we cannot say enough about heath ledger like uh watching this i looked over at the wife and i was like this is maybe the greatest piece of acting in the history of cinema. And I do mean that. And, and uh, arguably so. I think that the more times I watch this, the more times I'm literally baffled because this is not the same guy that's in 10 things I hate about you. This is not the same guy that's in night's tale. Those are great movies, but this is whole nother level shit right here. Um, but we have to look at the whole package. Then the whole package is there, right? It it has Chris Nolan. It has Mm -hmm. Chris Bale. It has, um, Yes, Gary Oldman who can play literally anybody. He could play Love an envelope. Him. He could play an envelope at the post office and I believe the shit out of it. I will watch the movie. Morgan Freeman. Uh, yeah. So my only problem and I am I am a little hung up on this is that for a movie so fully attention to detail oriented Harvey Dent slides way too quick, way too much. Right? I wish that they had just tamed it back just a little bit. Let him, let him go crazy. That's fine, but just not so over the top. And Sean, I do agree with you that going after Gordon and his family, it just didn't connect. And that one is kind of a big deal for me. So um, I'm going to go with a double shot. I'm going to go with a .75 on this one. I just that's made that. Not
0: up.
3: a double shot. Double shot. A double, a double shot is a
0: one.
3: No, it's not. No, it's not. A shot. A I've got the shot. shit right in front of me. You know Show what a, a one is? Uh, it means that I am feeling good after my first fucking cocktail, not a shot. No. I got my a fucking shot. Two shots, .5 plus .5 is one. So okay, what
0: when is your score?
3: <laughs> uh, he said .75. He said a 0.75. Okay. he He's got a yeah. .25. I got a .75. <laughs> that equals out to a one. What the fuck you got? No, Jeremiah. Sean. Sorry. No, Sean. I want no, I want Sean to go. You can't. You can't. There this is, is my no. movie. Okay, fine. Okay. You to go for it.
0: No, no, I'll do it. That's fine. No, okay, fine. So, uh, I really enjoyed the complexity of this movie and I know uh the morality questions are hard sometimes to talk about. And They're hard to for me especially because I don't like anti-heroes. I don't like the concept uh, oh, what of What no, is an anti-hero?
3: You Sean? No, you don't. Okay, mm, freaking stop. Tyler Durden.
0: Put I don't like when people Uh, break their ethical and moral codes in order to preserve the greater good. I think you preserve the greater good by being moral and ethical. I don't think you break your principles uh, and expect a actual society to improve. Um, That's just the way that that I operate, you know, my mind operates. But I enjoyed the exercise. I enjoyed Mm -hmm. watching the uh the the struggle on screen i think that christopher nolan did a masterful job of creating a villain with no backstory with no history with absolutely nothing and brought this character from the page to the screen and i think without a performance like heath ledger it would have been tawdry and simple and something like jared
3: leto did in the, <laughs> the new
0: Saint movie jared uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I am not a fan of Maggie Gyllenhaal and most of the stuff that she does. I don't think she was particularly attractive in this movie. I don't she, was movie was Whoa, she was better I'm than Katie sorry. Holmes. Whoa, bro. She was better than Katie Holmes. No, Katie Holmes is freaking adorable. No. I thought that they kind of ruined her character a little bit by not... Uh, exploring a relationship. I feel like this movie could have been split into two movies and probably should have been split into two movies. I would have liked, and it probably would have today. I would have liked some sort of a cliffhanger ending and then a whole new uh, relationship of how Dawes and, uh, and Dent came together. I would have liked more. And I feel like knowing what the next movie did and how poor that movie was. Arguably.
2: Uh, I like it. It wasn't uh, poor.
0: Okay. It, yeah, it was. Oh, anyway. That's two
2: people saying no.
0: Okay, that's fine. It was terrible. Uh, no, anyway, it wasn't. I, I felt like we were cheated out of Harvey Dent, and and I feel like that character yes. was super interesting and could have been really cool. What I like about what Burton did, and I'm not a fan of, of Burton's Batmans necessarily, is that his plan was to bring Billy D. Williams in and kind of create a backstory and flow him into the villain as opposed to just introducing him in, in a movie. So I, I do feel like they rushed it slightly. I don't know why. I don't know why that happened. But at the end of the day, it hurt my score. So I'm going to give this movie a one, a feel good first cocktail. I think it's probably better than that. But at the end of the day, the the ending to me was less than the other three quarters of the movie. It just, it, it didn't quite hit all the notes I wanted to hit because I felt like it was ready to give me a third story that it didn't give Jeremiah.
1: You know that scene in the movie where he says, he's you know, you change things forever? That scene where the Joker's telling the Batman? The Dark Knight changed movies forever. It changed the comic book and how comic books we see it. This movie was before the whole MCU machine that it is now, you know? Whatever DC did afterwards, that's on their shit. But, <laughs> you know, seriously, this one right here stands on its own. This probably has to be the greatest comic book movie ever. It's I mean, to me, this is a masterpiece. I mean... Seriously, the characters and the cast are amazing. The picture looks great. The cinematography is unbelievable. The music, Hans Zimmer's score is unbelievable. In the yes. ending of that movie, you feel the strings. You feel the, the pain that Batman's feeling in this what movie. Mean, talk dude. about the music. No, uh, I was trying to talk about it, man. I mean, it, the music was uh, a character on, on its own. Heath Did Ledger, he Heath Ledger seriously, gave the greatest performance of all time. The greatest performance. I, and I know that people say that's bull statement. Bullshit. Fuck you all. That is the greatest performance of all time. Seriously. The end of the movie where it's like he's not the white knight. He's the dark knight. He will be in the shadows. He's going to take the, take the, the heat. heat. He will be the person, the, the sacrifice of all sacrifice. It, I mean, I was sitting with my fiance and I literally showed her like, look at this. I have chills watching that part. This movie is a fucking zero. And I mean it with the best way. Whoa. I know I've probably done a lot of Whoa. zeros here, but this movie is so good that you, you need Sean's to...
0: Sean's
2: giving more zeros so,
0: than you.
1: You need to watch this over again. And you need not to, to just throw appreciate it. I'm, I'm
0: actually at you, but uh, Iron Man was in May and this was in July, so...
1: He said once it got cranking. I said once it did the MCU, MCU <laughs> yeah. machine, MCU shit.
3: Yes, this where they're means- releasing every
1: one four months. I'm just saying this one had more class and it took its time to find its characters and it stands on its own. It's a zero for me, guys. So there you go.
2: Awesome, I like awesome. it. Awesome, I'm, I'm okay with that.
0: Eddie, when we combine the scores and divide by four, what does Dark Knight give us an
2: average rating of? Let me use my beautiful mind here. Um, You're let me welcome, Ed. To- Cherry the one. Uh, it's a
3: point five. Point point five. Five. Point .5 .5 I, I point don't. Five.
1: I don't have the list on my in front of me. I do. Go ahead. It's, I do. Oh, it's tied. It is tied. with
3: perks of being a freaking oh, wallflower. Nice. It is. So it's uh, in, in the top tied top five. for third. It's top, tied for third.
2: It's top in the top five.
3: It is. It's top three.
0: Zero point five. Interesting that Joker and Dark Knight are so close to each other. I think that's an interesting little uh, wrinkle in that.
1: So wait, wait, wait. name the top and five better again. Better than Joker.
0: It's so, than uh, b- uh, b- worse than The Dark Knight is The Sound of Music at a five The Sandlot at a point five six, and The Joker at point six two five. Above it is perks or uh, tied with it is Perks of Being a Wallflower, Godfather, Jurassic Park, and Field of Dreams are all above it at zero point two five. And Empire Strikes Back sits at the very top of our list at zero point zero six two five. So it's in the top.
1: I, it's in the top golden part top, of our list. It's in the top three. You know,
3: top three
0: you yeah. know it's well it's te- yeah technically it's it's third it's tied, uh, tied for third
2: it. but right. in the top five
0: in the top five for sure. So I think well,
1: uh, yeah, listeners, yeah. I mean, just go a chance. It's on HBO Max or whatnot. Watch the movie. You know, it's there. You know, get yourself and ready. let us know your thoughts. Yeah. Do you, and agree? And Do you listen, agree, Listen
0: to our listen to our podcast because I just found us on Amazon uh, Music today, and I became a subscriber. So <laughs> I was very proud of myself for that.
1: <laughs> Thank you for all who's actually been subscribing on all these different uh, podcast apps. By the way, we, we we see all these different type of a podcast apps that we're getting <laughs> listens and downloads. We are seriously like just like this is the coolest thing ever, and we're just grateful for all these little things here, so please share it with your friends, your family. It's the holidays coming up, and everything like that. Let it happen, my friends, and you know what, and you know what? talk to us. we love to communicate
2: yeah, if you want to hear if you want to hear a movie from us or if you want us to do a movie, please shoot us an email, we definitely see the emails Sean lights there would be the emails about him,
3: so <laughs> yeah, if you, let you want us to know.
0: complain about brandon <laughs> by, by it this.
3: <laughs> Make this a holiday treat is that you can sit down at Thanksgiving and just listen to three and a half gentlemen and debate who is the half it's why strong. so we'll know it.
0: why so serious Brandon? If you enjoy our if you're a fan of the podcast yes you please subscribe you want to see a metric. And leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find us on Instagram at the.gentlemanpodcast, at the.gentlemanpodcast. You can visit our website at thegentlemanpodcast.com, and you can reach out to us at hosts, H-O-S-T-S, at thegentlemanpodcast.com. Thank you all for listening so much. Uh, And, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Jeremiah, what do we have next week?
1: Oh, I believe this is going to be Eddie's pick. Two weeks. Excuse me. Two weeks. This is going to be Eddie's pick, actually. We're going to actually go and do a little uh, football movie, I believe. What do you think, Eddie? What is it?
0: Are are we going to go back to the 60s? Uh, I'm excited. It's our first Denzel movie. Dude, this is going to be awesome, man. This
1: is going to be a good movie, dude.
0: We made
2: sure
1: they remember when they
2: played the Titans.
0: (laughs) Anyway, we'll see you in two weeks. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. This drink right. was horrible. This,
2: like, this was really, really bad. <laughs>
1: Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Needs more. Needs a lot of ice. This is
3: actually maybe our best one.
1: Wait, wait, wait! Give me your best Batman voice. I just want to hear your cool Batman voice. I am Batman. Oh, okay. Okay, Jeremy.
3: <laughs>
0: so, do you ever see the uh, Tom uh, Holland? I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Brandon. Brandon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm Batman. Oh, that was good, good. dude. That That was was good.